had the perfect life. And then I woke up and found my fiance married to another man. My son doesn't know who I am. Everything has changed, including me. One touch, I can see things. Things that happened, things that will happen. You should see what I see. The Dead Zone, all new season, premieres January 2003 on USA. And welcome back. I'm your host, Sully, and we're going into yet another cult TV show for Retro Halloween. Welcoming back to the show, as always, Mac W. Jackson. How are you, buddy? Good, McAvey. Well, that's that's a different thing. <laughs> Just Mac Jackson Just is Mac good. Jackson, sorry. No, no, <laughs> always okay. fudge it. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's okay. I do that all the time with all my guests. So you know, but I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to talk about anything that you want. Maybe not everything. Do <laughs> 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 what you wish for. But yeah, we we decided let's talk about uh mag's always referencing just so many just cult movies and shows and doing awesome mashups and i was like hey dead zones in there let's talk about the stephen king adaptation that kind of became the millennium x-files of its generation the dead zone which ran for seven years on usa network it was a rare uh combined effort between that network paramount tv and lionsgate tv which owns the dvd distribution rights it's currently streaming on plex be warned there aren't subtitles in all episodes um so what was your introduction to uh anthony michael hall's comeback that was a uh... well it's funny too because i'll tell you i knew anthony michael hall obviously from all the 80s john hughes movies yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know um national lampoon's vacation and <laughs> that this was one of the first times where i saw him as an adult and you go, oh, wow, that's the same kid. Wow, that, you know, he grew up. And I had seen The Dead Zone, the movie, with Christopher Walken. Yeah. You know, and, Pretty and gritty. a few <laughs> years before, and it was great. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I love Stephen King's plots, but I'm not thrilled about trying to read his books, if you know I'm what I kinda, mean. I'm kind of, I agree with you in retro uh media radio uh it, it's pretty much he, he's the idea man but his writing does actually vary which is kind of why it's hard to adapt but yeah uh, i mean it's yeah. it just it, it's not a criticism per se it's just something that never clicked with the way that he put the words to paper but the overall outcome and idea is pretty great you know and i saw i saw the movie and i love the movie but if anybody saw the movie that's a one movie plot yeah it's a one and done and before you know it yeah spoilers for anybody who who doesn't know the movie um he gets shot in the end the whole plot is the the guy who's running to be president he gets a vision off him and realizes oh he's gonna bring about the apocalypse right Uh, (laughs) and so in the end you know it's great the whole movie because now he's it's like the Manchurian candidate where he's trying to stop that from happening. And instead of stopping the assassination, he kind of doesn't have a choice but to be the assassin and take him out because everything else that he tries in the movie doesn't work. He's still getting thwarted. So in the end, he ends up getting killed, but he does stop the bad guy in the end. That's so true because it's it's I call it the anti-blockbuster effect because, yeah, any other person would be kind of doing the fugitive born identity thing nowadays where I'm running like a mad dog out of hell and everyone thinks I'm insane and I'm my only best friend and I got to do this secret mission. But, yeah, like Manchurian Candidate, he got he has to play along with it and because he just knows ultimately there's just no way out. This is the best way to... Yeah, and it's it's a sad ending. And I, you know, being the optimist that I am, I always had a problem with that ending because oh, okay, like that's he's got a superpower. Let him be a well. Then here we go. Years later, USA. As I don't know if you remember when USA started, they made their uh, fame and not fame. Uh, that's like sister channel, sci-fi channel. They were basically the goofy. Movie well, they, channel. 
they weren't the channel to pay attention to until they were smart enough to bring MacGyver, Quantum Leap, Highlander repeats to their channel. So everybody went to that channel and went, okay, this is the fun channel. This is the, you know, the cool channel to They're watch. not just playing cheesy movies after two. They're actually... <laughs> so then they decide, okay, well, we're going to start doing our own programming and they had Pacific Blue, which or silk stockings. <laughs> yeah, you know, campy, those, those silly, trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But around that time, the one legitimate good um, show was Dead Zone. They licensed that, and boy, that that was when you went, okay, now you guys aren't going for the sleaze. You're going for a great concept. <laughs> Same thing, like I always said about Stargate. Stargate's movie. All right, it feels like it's a pilot to a TV show. Well, same thing with Dead Zone. If you take <laughs> out the fact that they kill him in the end, and they and they found a heck of a star with Michael Michael Anthony Hall, who amazing with it right from the get go. Because what they did in the beginning was they let him kind of become the character when he do the flashbacks and he's standing there and you know getting the flashes. He's mouthing the words from who he's getting the vibe from he's doing amazing acting i mean i i i'm sure he's done lots of other things too with with great acting but i thought very much like adrian paul getting picked for duncan mcleod nobody else could do that that way like that was his gig right like dead zone is and michael hall perfect it's an effects aided show but yeah it's not in no way is it just reliant on the effects and just playing to the camera he i think i think you know he's done so many wacky comedies and i think i know he wasn't proud of like the lesser season of saturday night live he was on but he's always looking for something that was just quirky and kind of fun and this was like the ultimate like you say passion project for him so yeah, I came into this late. I was always seeing ads for it, especially when it was like first coming out and I would Me always too. see parts of it because mm-hmm. um, it was often on after one of the USA's other big shows like Monk or Psych. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is part of their new characters welcome thing where they're trying yeah. to make something I very watch in the beginning When it came out, I remember just <laughs> like you would see all the commercials and then they do that great, and I wish they did a crossover. <laughs> they did great commercial crossovers with Monk and Psych. And they would do I funny commercials. Yeah. My favorite. I mean, you're like, oh, can you imagine putting those three together? Well, USA, why didn't you do it? It would be, it was a missed opportunity. Oh, Truth be told, yeah. even if they had done it, I mean, they could have done it because, I mean, both that and Psych were filmed in Vancouver and, you know, much like Stargate and X Files, you see a lot of the same Canadian actor talents and uh-huh. same locations too. And, I applaud, and I mean, it wasn't, it, it didn't take long. I, I saw a lot of viewers and critics comparing this to X-Files, but some, one site, I think it was Horror News, compared this to Millennium. I don't know if you ever saw that with Lance Henriksen's the psychic FBI agent. And I was like, that's a good contrast. This is less serious than that, but this is still intriguing in that, yeah, it is like, he has all the visions, and they'll often play at three different times, and sometimes all the visions are incorrect there's still a deadly outcome and he has to that deters him because he's like well i don't know what i would have done any differently with these predictions and these visions yeah well in the beginning i mean they had to do basically the plot of the movie as far as him his accident him being in a coma for eight years stopping the a crooked politician and oh no that comes later that originally in in the original season or so or at least in the beginning it was all about him you know getting well, yeah no i waking up and then realizing oh wow i have a son that doesn't even know i exist <laughs> you know oh and by the way the kid is a little brat to, to him <laughs> he, he, like, doesn't want anything to do with him because the yeah. kid doesn't know that it's his real father in all fairness, I was just glad that they didn't focus on it too much. It's just like, he's like, he'll know soon enough. I'll take my patience with him. But um, kudos to the 
main writing staff. Yeah, so the developer of this was Michael Pillar, main creative consultant on all the Star Trek, post-next-gen, Deep Space Nine shows, and his son, Sean. Uh Um, Michael, unfortunately, passed away around, I want to say, I think, 05 uh, from a stroke, I believe. But unfortunately, the show was canceled after seven uh, years. Well, Uh, you know what? And I'll tell you something. I had just gotten into the show. I just got because you know now in the last year I went back because I got all the episodes on DVD, so I started watching them right from the beginning, and then I you know my wife and I'd be watching them, and then I had my son because I explained the premise, and wow, isn't this cool? And isn't this you know because it is it's like a superpower. Well, he got into it, and then all nice. of a sudden, I remember it ending, and again since then I finished it. We never got a conclusion, which no. USA, whoever, it's, okay, if you want to cancel it after seven years, that's fine. I'm not going to be greedy, but you do deserve to give the audience a wrap up. You don't leave things dangling, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and it's a shame because, like, they kind of tried to, like, paint, like, soften it, like, give an idea that there's something out there but we're good for now i'm like yeah but you've set so much up get together too you want them to get back with his estranged ex-wife you want him to you're you're asking for it that you know the the her husband to bring down the vp you want him to bring down all sorts of things and so instead it's just like no we're just you're never going to know how it ends and that was horrible i actually uh, about a year ago i maybe to i had said to anthony michael hall because he posts pictures on his instagram and everything oh nice and you know he posted something from dead zone and i said it always bothered me the way we never got a last episode he goes (laughs) yeah he he wrote back too because he'll he's good about that he wrote back he goes first of all he was thrilled that i would i was enjoying it so much with my son and he goes yeah that kind of bothered me too they kind of stuck it to us in the end (laughs) man and that's cool though that he's actually interacting because you can tell there's so many profiles and i don't blame any of them for this that they're either got delayed responses they'll respond a week later or they just can't they'll reply to the first two and then they're off the rest of the day and it's like oh i wish you'd just say you know posting at this time because you you do want to interact and at the same time people are busy but yeah that's cool that he actually interacted with you and just kind of gave you an idea that everyone was kind of shocked. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, if I'm, I post to anybody, uh, celebrity or not, I try to make sure it's worth posting, not just, hi, yeah. me, look oh at my me. goodness, you're so beautiful. Yeah. Have something, <laughs> I have something intelligent to say. Yeah. I don't bother. So that's why I think I get a nice response from a lot of uh, people that I post to because they're like, oh, this is something new. And it's not just a, I think you're great kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it it can be for those listening out there. It can be hard sometimes because sometimes you want to ask them a specific question, and sometimes you'll see fans getting all angry. Why don't you remember that episode? I'm like, guys, it was 20 years ago. Why would yeah, they? Yeah. They're yeah, not going to know every episode name. They're not involved in that process. <laughs> and and I don't know if I've ever told you. A lot of times, the actors um, that you know from all these series haven't seen their episode yet no it's, it's too close busy. to them they've lived it <laughs> well, we're not even that. they're too busy working but, that's you know, true yeah <laughs> michael shanks uh had told me because oh yeah is that what happened in okay because we i never got to see them yet because by the time you see episode six from season five i'm at the end of that season filming it <laughs> and then by the time they get home at night it's just you have enough time to fall asleep, wake up, and go back into the studio. Right. Often you know, you're seeing the dailies. But yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that show, once they got into the whole crooked pro- politician with uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, who I love from Young Indiana Jones. <laughs> yep. Um, Mr. Boondock Saint. <laughs> yeah, he's, that, but, yeah. But, he, uh, <laughs> he was great. I mean, he's another great actor, and he was such a slime ball in that role. 
that and you know if especially when he's having those visions of his own where he's thinking maybe i should kill this other politician maybe i should do this you know maybe i should make this look like an accident and yeah uh so then it's even wilder when something bad happens to the person he's scheming with. He's like, whoa, whoa, I didn't do that. I was thinking yeah. it. <laughs> and Gary Chalk, who I know, uh, he's been on my podcast and has said Another Stargate guy, yeah. We do video chats like this, which is great. Like just shooting the bull. <laughs> he called me up uh, a few months ago. He wanted to talk about something with music. He's like, hey, listen, do you, have, you know, here's a good, here's a song. Next thing you know, I'm playing guitar with Gary Chalk <laughs> at 9.30 at night. Because now, you know, now we're just musicians. Now we're not we're not on the clock or recording. It's just two guys having oh, fun. Oh, my. Yeah, and, and it's surreal. Because when I got done, I'm like, wow, that's the guy who I see in everything. You know? Every and, Canadian, and L.A. Fun. production. Yeah, and Russian guitar songs together. But it, w- with him on there, he played a great part, too, because he was sean patrick flannery's father on that that so was pretty story. unexpected yeah i like, like you i was so used to seeing him be the russian diplomat guy on stargate and then here he is and then there's all these other actors being like these operatives who are they're like you sir are going to be the face of this campaign and do this and that and i do think yeah. i mean between you and me if i had to give a criticism i i wish they hadn't dragged it out that plot line as long as they did because they did a thing where okay no matter what it's the world's still gonna end okay i i solved this wait no it's still gonna happen then at one point he helps sean patrick flannery's character yeah and in the end which is great because it was like you know you're helping the guy that you can't stand Mm -hmm. and in the end he convinces him and he does the the vision and everything's fine. So he stopped it. Great. There's your ending with that story. Great. Well, then, yeah. for whatever reason, in the last season, they bring it back again. Like, okay, he wasn't the main guy. It's part of a evil corporation. The twist could have happened a season earlier because, like you say, I mean, in the last season, you're already reacting so much to him helping – our main character, Johnny Smith, is helping out his sheriff best friend, who, of course, you know, is married to his ex-fiance. You know, she had to move on post-car crash and thinking he was dead. Or actually, no, she thought he was paralyzed, right? Basically, you're not getting out of this coma is what... Right. And up. you're reacting so much to... He predicted, he, stop, he stopped his, you know, friend from dying three different times, and he still got iced. He still oh, got yeah. hit by something sudden. And we're responding to that so much because we're so emotionally invested in it. And then lo and behold, they kind of rush her whole, Oh, you were dishonest. I, you should have been, you know, forthcoming with the fact that you were worrying about, you know, my husband all this time. And they kind of, like you say, they pull the politics back in and she kind of gets with him and it's kind of a rough transition. Don't get me wrong. Nicole DeBoer, I think is a good actress, but it's one of those is like, yeah they made her to the point where you weren't rooting for him to be with her anymore you're like okay she's nothing but a a pain in the rear end who's constantly picking a fight with the guy you know and he had it happens so fast you're like whoa whoa usually relationships they take a while to develop you know why is she all of a sudden with him what did he offer her (laughs) And, and yeah and she's turning against johnny and like giving him crap and you're just like becomes a bit of a plot device yeah yeah uh and then you know then you're rooting for johnny because johnny meets uh, another psychic a pretty blonde psychic and you're like okay maybe that's who he should be with so now you know that was a cool add-on i like that right that was a good yeah they really did well with giving him good um support around him as far as like people for him to go on adventures with like his therapist that was a good addition to have on there you know the physical therapist who becomes his buddy yeah. um but then eventually they write him off the show yeah i don't know if he was pursuing weird. something else but yeah he became less frequent to where you forgot after a while he's on the show until he appears again i kind of yeah. dug the new female sheriff gal because she yeah. wasn't trying to get in his way she was just like hey okay johnny I get you. I've heard good things about you. Uh, 
what do you need me to prevent from this becoming a you know us at the office all night filling out paperwork you know? <laughs> well, yeah eventually and that was the thing because in the beginning when she came in she wasn't so nice to him and no you know, she was kind of blaming him for uh the predecessor being killed and then uh, yeah, she just needed right. to see what he was like in the raw and like you say it's not easy to sum up and i mean the show probably benefits the most from you don't know what the tone is season one i guess my only criticism is there are a few episodes which are very morbid like it is it kind of starts off like the pretender where i'm like okay i think kids can watch this episode okay this is more for teens Ooh, that got really morbid or risque <laughs> i'm not sure in the, first, in the first season where the blonde reporter chick who of course they got to get rid of eventually because yeah, same thing with Highlander. In Highlander in the first season, they had there a is a yeah, there's a reporter. Right? He's always <laughs> snooping around. Well, okay, if you're gonna deal with him having to hide bodies and worry about being discovered, that gets old really fast. So, <laughs> you know, if if the redhead reporter girl in Dead Zone wasn't gonna help him, which she did, she eventually kind of like um. It's like they didn't know what to do with her right away, and she was like a one-off, and then they're like, oh, let's bring her back. We need someone who actually might listen to him, and she's the perfect. Well, it was one of those, is she going to be a romantic interest or not? Because very early on, I don't know if it was second or third episode, they get romantic, and he gets a vision of their future, and boy, the one thing they didn't hold back on was Johnny being turning dark like it was a a choice because he's not you know oh all american good guy they they show that his future could possibly be him being a nasty a-hole he could have been a jedi or even a born identity type assassin he could be switched in some capacity where he's off his rocker them arguing and he's like talking to her like this and oh i hate this and you're like whoa yeah (laughs) <laughs> what I don't, I don't like got him on the nasty possible. side yeah and they would do that through the series like you know they would make him show where he could have become a bad guy yeah he could have wow. been unstable he could have been a drunk he could have been anything right? and, and he gets, gets so obsessive with the with the stopping the politician if he goes down this road he's gonna go nuts all right that's interesting you know, he's and, not, he wasn't like a, um, oh, what? They they made sure that you saw that he wasn't as uh, stoic as maybe other TV heroes might be. Yeah. I, right? Yeah, I, I, and like you say, the good acting there by Hall, because you get to see a different side of his acting that you weren't really used to before. And uh, like you say, sometimes he'd see the vision and be, he like would need a moment. He just kind of would stop thinking deeply and just... You know, he'd be waving his hands around like, uh, I got to go out, get a hot dog, you know, maybe sit down. <laughs> I I love, I don't know about you, but I always love the, this happens a lot. If you have a good character, what they wear becomes iconic to them. Yeah, he goes beyond just the cane after a while. He starts being able to walk again and he kind of goes with kind of a black cloak. Well, no, he, what I always loved was, and I miss it because in the beginning he had a black leather jacket. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Sorry. Jacket. And he would have the collar up. (laughs) The reason they did that was because Christopher Walken did that with his peacoat in the movie. In the movie. I think so. Yeah. And it's very, it's a stylized kind of, and it looked really good on him. Anthony Michael Hall with that sort of having the collar up and with plus the cane, it, it, it looked great. Like I love the idea of him having the cane. It's very Matt Murdocky, like just to have him. Stand. <laughs> yeah. You know, if he doesn't need it, he holds it to his chest next to him, and that becomes as important as a superhero with a cape. It's it's basically that. Scene. He kind of, I did kind of get a superhero vibe from him after a while. Like I. There are times where, however, he's framed, where I almost did kind of feel like they were kind of going for a post-X-Men, post-Matrix uh, kind of look. And then he gets starts getting visions of a future version of him. Where Oh, yeah. <laughs> holding that cane, 
the post-apocalyptic version of him holds the end of his cane and they talk. It ticks me off that they got rid of that. That was so yeah. cool. That was so good. And they have him. I, I don't know who wrote made that decision, but it was a stupid decision because he's like, oh, I don't need to know so much about the future. And he throws the iconic cane into the river. So that's the end of the cane. It was like somebody went, you know what? Let's mix things up a bit with how he looks and how he, you know, he doesn't need that cane anymore. You just threw away a great plot device because if he's still dealing with the apocalypse, you just got an inside track from yourself. I, I agree. There are a lot of plots where they oh. either awkwardly stretch it out over time or they end it just as they're introducing it. And uh, I don't know if it was just they wanted the syndicated TV deal. Uh, I did see, much like Stargate, a lot of these universal sci-fi shows often playing on the Fox affiliate uh, networks in edited format. Um, and much like even Stargate, ironically, each time... I, so people forget, when this first came out, uh, they didn't have the DVD box sets out. They had a, the, the two first two episodes edited together as a movie. And I right. couldn't get it because right. it was rated R. And I was like, really? And I see, what's it rated R for? A sexual reference. I'm like, literally, that's going to go over everyone's heads. That's yeah. not rated R. I have heard so much worse. <laughs> this mm -hmm. was on cable TV, for God's sakes. It's fine. And like you say, there are a lot of dark timelines. I mean, I got even more confused when I think it was like season four, he deals with a unstable woman played by Dee Dee Pfeiffer, the older sister of Michelle Pfeiffer. And then she appears later taking his, you know, fiance, ex-fiance hostage. And I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good villain to come back. With. Yeah, yeah, no, she was cool. But I, I it it took me a while to, you know, because there's so many one offs and other recurring characters. I was like, wait, who? Oh, from season ago. Why why did it stretch it out? You know? Why couldn't well, they have given find a reoccurring character like that per se? No, I, I like recurring. I just kind of needed a more a hint, like maybe a recap and mm -hmm. to refresh my mind, because there's so many crazy things that go on. And I'm watching them one after the other, you know, a couple a day uh, throughout the week. So <laughs> I see that and I'm like, wait a minute, which one was this? Oh, okay. From yeah, from a season ago. Okay, we're with the burned face, and I got that. Because she was, uh, as I recall, it was her and her boyfriend or somebody. Like, it wasn't just her in the beginning. It was two Yeah, there was some other violent And then he died. Yeah. And she's, even though he thinks he's saving her, she's in on it. And, okay, that was a good twist. Um, But it's, it's so funny, too, because there's endless potential with that type of character. It's very much like Highlander or Stargate where you have within the mythology something that can go on forever if you do it right. And oh, totally. with, with Dead Zone, some of my favorite episodes are the one shots. He's in, he's happens to bump into somebody. He sees what's going to happen. And then he runs to help them, but by touching them again, he sees something else. Like there's one in particular where I don't know if it's first or second season, but somebody is the way it ends up is it's a chain of events. This guy gets sunlight in his eyes, which makes him go off the road on his bike and bump into this. Oh, person. yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah, was intense like courtyard kind of a thing. Yeah. And that's where that's where you get great episodes because the audience doesn't go, oh, all he has to do is make sure they step over there and it's over. It's a mystery that he's trying to unravel. And every time he, you know, or it's one of those where, okay, I know what to do. I can, if I stop, what, I'm going to grab them. Oh, wait a minute. In this bank robbery. The if bank I, robbery was yeah. intense. All the hostage scenario ones or disaster <laughs> moments are pretty good because if I, if I do this, beyond it. I save that person. However, yeah, he gets killed. Or if I do it this way, I get killed. You know, and you're like, wow, you're running out of time. And you're you running out of options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to do. Those are the best episodes. 
you and know, because when, he comes so wrapped up, you don't have time to predict how the thing will end because sometimes he doesn't have time to touch anyone or do a vision. Or yeah. they keep it moving. Like, that's the thing. If they keep yes. it and they keep it exciting, whereas there's other episodes where he hard, he might get a vision once and then the rest of it, you feel it's dragged out the whole episode. You're like, all right, something he should, you know, yeah have had a curveball thrown at him as opposed there was to one where he was like trying to get everyone out of like a sewer or factory in like season one and i don't know what it was but the music just was a little repetitive and there was another one where he met then unknown actor adam beach in one he was helping a guy at a native american reservation and again both cool episodes cool ideas but just like you say, just stretched it out a bit. I'm like, okay, but that last 20 minutes was kind of where it really kicked into gear. I don't know what happened there. Is it the one you're thinking about? The one where he's in the cave and he hurts. Uh, yeah, hurt. sorry. He yeah, falls down the mountain. He like either breaks his leg or gets some sort. <laughs> yeah, of and then he's laying. Yeah, I mean the premise is fantastic, and of course, Walt. It's like it slowed down because he slowed down. I'm like, no, bad idea. We gotta do yeah. a montage here showing what he does well, to get up back to land. I remember Walt is the sheriff. I remember his name now, Walt. Walt, Walt yeah. So, okay, that's great, but you don't need to spend so much time on Walt scratching his head, looking around, going, okay, guys, let's try over here. No, all right, well, Especially guys, when Walt's figuring it out. That's, like, yeah. Well, yeah I, you know, let's focus on Johnny, and then you're right, Johnny's getting the visions of the, uh, the uh, American Indian from a hundred years ago okay potentially great but you're right that's a great idea but it felt like <laughs> there needs to be another oomph to it yeah i like let's let's uh, understand that he can touch things and get visions if you have to use it as filler use it but gotta keep things going otherwise it's just him laying around complaining about having a broken leg in a cave right and, and oh, by the way, if you don't get out of this, you're going to freeze tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, if you don't get found, you're going to freeze to death in this cave. Then crawl, crawl out of the cave and start yelling. It, it That was the other thing, too. I would watch some of these episodes and be yelling at the screen or saying to my son, why isn't he doing xyz like it's a very obvious had i when he knows how to do this and that and yeah it's like they didn't know how to get it to 40 minutes and i don't i, I think really what's inconsistent is some some seasons are like 15 plus episodes and some are 10 and i don't know if they just got an awkward episode order and had yeah. to meet the quota on because if you have a decent enough bunch of writers I could write those in my sleep because the premise is so fun and so good and open to so much. Him getting a vision now opens up a completely new avenue that he can deal with. Yeah, uh, it, it it really only does it here and there. And like you say, the highlights are the ones where he's helping very just where they really up the stakes a lot. Uh, I was really emotionally invested in the one where he's having to sh save the shock jock uh, radio Ooh. DJ. Sure. And yeah, the guy's you, like, even when you kind of get an idea of how he's going to stop the man from jumping to his death by, you know, touching him, he's still, you, you, they get you again, so yanked into it to where it takes a moment to where you're like, okay, that's probably not the final vision or final outcome, but, uh, you get so invested in it because you can see something like that happening in real life. And you and I talked before, ironically, about the uh, airplane episode, who who done it, you know, on the oh, plane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Uh, and who caused the disaster. And it was, you know, this was post 9-11. They didn't do it in a morbid kind of way. It was more just kind of a do uh, the MacGuffin is something's here on the plane and we got to stop it. Uh, but uh then there are other later moments in like seasons where I'm like, I think this episode started out okay, and then it kind of just became kind of a montage of him doing things, and it wasn't really, it got a little staticky. Like I, I kind of dug the idea of the NASA episode, but I didn't think the sure. effects were all that great in it. Sure, but you know the effects aren't as important as it, no. <laughs> if the story, if the story is moving forward a lot, great, and. 
like I said, there there just be even in a great episode, there might be a couple moments where you're like, boy, this could have gotten taken out, and or like I said, I'm watching it going, well, they should have done this, or they should have had this, you know, where I'm filling in the blank, which would have been much more not Deep. only exciting, <laughs> but duh, like why, why would why, it's when they dumb him down is what ticks me off, like they where they make it, I don't know, I don't step outside your door and everything gets solved. Like, let's not play. He doesn't get no. as bad as some, like, say, maybe CSI supporting character, but he does get, yeah, like you say, he is like, is like they kind of hint that he's getting too old for this, but at the same time, they could have done a little more hinting at that. Is that hampering his abilities, his age? Well, I was thinking about certain things that I love about the series is when they show him at home and I love the fact that right in the beginning they show what happens if somebody didn't listen to him like he gets yeah. known he gets known really quick so he's like a celebrity that doesn't want to be a celebrity that's realistic and I really appreciate any time they would refer to that and like he goes, it gave you know, him he, a new obstacle to overcome. This party here, why? Because lightning's going to strike, and it's going to wipe out most. And the guy goes, "Up oh, yours, I'm not listening." And yeah. guess what? Let's get wiped out. Brilliant! I love that because not everybody's going to listen to him. And now, once they start to listen to him, now he people flock to him. So he's hiding in his house. He's becoming a recluse. He has to have his friends come over and go, Johnny, let's go for a ride. You know, you need to get out of here. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that they had people break into his house to to hold him hostage or to use him. And he has Those to Those were in... very uncanny because right? it was never about it was kind of almost a dog day afternoon diehard type twist where you're just like, Yeah, but this isn't at all a simple robbery. There's more to it than this. This person thinks this about him, which isn't true, but he has to play along with that and just so we can knock him out or cults that are looking for him and want him you know they they like oh the 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 guy who's in witness protection who he has to have crash at his place i love that episode was insane right because at at first you think oh maybe this guy who he's sheltering is crazy or maybe this uh guy just disappeared you know and you don't know until again you know and uh uh, you, you mentioned again a lot of the other one-offs where he's just having a very unusual vision and he's just not himself and he's trying to have fun. Uh, I, I really thought it was funny when and dramatic when, again, his therapist is coming back into the fold and he's like, I'm driving today. Whatever vision I'm having always ends with you in a car crash. And to make it even more awkward, they're at like a local music festival that's like closing down the highway so they're having to again they're trying to have fun and he's like no 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 don't go there you're you're out of my sight let just hold up <laughs> and, and that's the thing too if you have a guy who can tell you the future listen to him don't argue with him don't bicker with him try to have fun if he tells you sit down and don't move don't move yeah you know like, like just listen to what the guy's saying you're lucky that you have a guardian angel there and one of the things I'm a sucker for is time travel. I love anything like alternate reality or time travel. Well, with this show, because of that ability, you're kind of getting possible futures or whenever they would do a flashback and he'd get a vision of himself. Yeah. That's uh, cool. His alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, not even his alter ego. He gets a vision of him from before he went into the coma. Oh, that's right. Yes. You're like, oh, wow. It, like, you know, and he's watching himself and. And he's having to discover himself. And it's a coming to Jesus kind of moment where he's like, wow, I'm so nerdy. <laughs> I love I love when they they surprise you that way, you know, because it is it's, it's a time travel show in one way or another. Well, and you know, like Quantum exactly. Leap, like, like Quantum Leap, exactly. the character has to discover what makes him keep ticking otherwise it's you know they didn't want to risk becoming formulaic and you know every show risks that you know you want to have the guy kind of just have to pat himself on the shoulder once in a while and realize you know i could have done worse you know by the way coincidentally we just watched i just showed the kids the we finished it last night the last quantum leap because we had to be ready for the new show that's coming out, which thank God they're smart enough to connect it to the original. 
Yeah. You know, you know about that, right? Yeah, I, I did hear about that. And it wasn't like MacGyver where they're just like, well, we're hinting he's kind of the next of kin, but it no, doesn't no, no, have no. the approval. With MacGyver, they didn't. With the god-awful reboot, it was, no, we're just using the name. This has nothing to do with your MacGyver. Don't get didn't, me started. I will they go try to, didn't they try to hint? No. Okay, no. not that no, it they, matters. They, they I didn't care for it either. It's <laughs> the face of everything that MacGyver stands for. Right. I, but Playing anyway. around with guns and everything. Here, yeah, But with Quantum Leap, they're smart because they're going, look it, we're not trying to tell you to ignore that. This is connected. Basically, it's a search for Sam Beckett. Yeah, he's going to show up no. by the time this ends and we got to figure out how this whole will come together. And well, did you know, I, I know we're, we might be getting off track, but no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Scott Bakula was when they originally he'd been fighting to have Quantum Leap come back well now it's coming back and he had been signed to a different show on NBC <laughs> well, so now they, they bring in this character Ben who's going to be the new Leaper blah 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 but it's all of them trying to find Sam Beckett who's lost in time well the network and I'm thinking this was done on purpose they went Scott, we're passing on that other show that you were tied to. I think I, they did. I did I, hear something about that. I I heard a radio DJ. Look who's free to now be on Quantum Leap again, Scott Bakula. You know, I that would be brilliant. And I, I I don't know if it was like a Disney level thing, where it's like counter this story with a lie, but yeah. really everyone knows it's true. We just got to keep it secret so people don't gab on forums. But I don't know. I know. I'm so excited though because the one guy, uh, the the guy that um is like running it, uh, Ernie Hudson, his yeah. character got a love is, Winston from Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know who he's playing? I don't know. He is playing. I haven't seen magic. the ads. He's playing Magic. Magic was a character that Sam leapt into when he was trying to save his brother in Vietnam. Oh, so now this is a pretty key Ernie character. The character who goes, I was part of that, and my life has not been the same since. You know, so he's dealing with the whole idea of I have missed time in my life, and now he's discovering. You know, now he's part of the Quantum League project. <laughs> wow, you know, it's, it's yeah, they're so smart in how they're doing this. I pray to God they don't ruin it. I freak they have all the all the earmarks to make this great. I uh, will have to check it out. Um it's September 19th it comes out. Okay, we got time. Um right? Do you think they could do something similar with Dead Zone just have there be a one-off movie for USA? I, you know what? I they should. They owe it to us. They should cuz I mean that's part. like the first thing anytime I see Anthony Michael at a convention I see, you know, all the other movies he's been in, Dark Knight and then Dead Zone. And I'm like, yeah. well, that was his one big, like, this is his major comeback. Yeah. yeah. If you need to be known for one character, Johnny Smith was it. No matter how great you are in any other part, Johnny Smith was yours. You made that better than the movie. Holy crap. You know, you got seven years. And the greedy side of me says, yeah, I want a new ongoing series. But realistically, I would be happy with just give us one movie to wrap up, you know, have them end up with the girl, have them save the world. I'm happy. And, and I don't, you can tell it's on his bucket list. He would love to do it again. Cause I, I was fortunate enough to hear a galaxy con interview with him about two and a half years ago. You know, it's a cool recurring podcast. And right now, you know, uh, Anthony's, you know, when he's not doing a guest star role or what have you, he's, just formed a production company with his friend and co-star uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that's going to develop a lot of comedy movies. So, I mean, he's always staying busy and you can tell he just really dug this role. I mean, he got naturally attached to it. It wasn't too much work. He loved everyone he was working with. It wasn't, uh, you know, hey, I signed on and it's too much. It was the perfect amount for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, I mean, there's always hope because... We we are in a golden age of good entertainment. We, I mean, superhero movies alone prove that. But we also have great shows that are coming back. And when they're done smart and connected, 
we're not going to talk about the not MacGyver show because we don't talk about that. Anymore. <laughs> um, I apologize for bringing it up. <laughs> we're supposed to be getting new Stargate, hopefully soon, as soon as Amazon gets their head out of their rear end. Um, we're getting a new Night Court show, which is picking oh, really? up. Yeah, with Dan, and it's Harry's daughter, who's now the judge. Oh, I wish so, the best for that. No, that's yeah. So all these shows, when when you bring back a show, and I think I think this generation of of TV makers are are because they're our age, they're us. They realize that you cannot reinvent the wheel and go. You can't reboot it. Love, forget about. We're just going to slap on the name and it's going to be our own thing. No. Yeah. If you don't connect it to the source material, don't bother to do it at all. Well, now we're starting to get these great continued shows. So yeah, it's one so, thing if it's a movie rehash, but yeah, if it's a TV show comeback, people just want, you know, the old crew back as many yes. of them as you can get back. Yeah, as long I mean, very seldom do you see a show that you can't go back to some of these shows, you know, they, they tied everything up and it would feel forced if it didn't. But there's not that many. Most of them are so open ended. Where you're like, give us more. At any point in the future, I understand the series ended. But if yeah. ever you could bring it back, please do. We yeah, we got more mad about you episodes uh right before the pandemic. Excellent. Yep. It's like nothing, they didn't miss a beat. They didn't even bother to call it like season one. It was season, you know, eight or whatever. Yeah. Will and Grace and came back. There's plenty of other shows that came back, X Files came back because what they're doing with quantum leap too uh, from the way people are referencing it online they're calling it season six well th there you go so very that's, smart and like you say i mean even when they try to wrap some of these beloved movies and shows up with tie-in comic books and novels it's still not enough because again the live action interaction and just seeing just and it doesn't yeah how it's it, all they, put together right. You're absolutely right. It, you have to see them do it. You can't read about it. You can't see it drawn. There's facial expressions, movement <laughs> that has to happen where now it, this feels legitimate. You got the the people in charge and the actors to all say, no, this this is real. This is this. Otherwise, I mean, hey, we could look at the great Star Wars novels and comics that came out. Oh, yeah. Expanded Universe. 20, yeah. 30 years ago which we loved because it showed Luke, Han, and Leia having more adventures. And then Disney goes, you know what? We're not we're not paying attention to those. We're going to butcher it from here on out where they weren't together. And they ruined it. Just some, give us give us something good and give us something that counts. Well, and like you say, don't be divisive. Don't be trivial causing, you know, like you, I like some of these new Star Trek shows and everyone seems to be like, you know, either accept or reject right away, and they don't seem to realize they're doing the same formulas that all the tracks do, regardless right. of the visuals or casting the past. If they had said, like the not MacGyver show, we want you to have this be your MacGyver. <laughs> well, with Star Trek, they never said ignore the past. It's like, no, yeah. this is part, we're all part of the same, you know, universe or multiverse or whatever. And I, I don't know if we talked about it. I'm oh, you've getting, talked about it a bunch on your Patreon and on yeah, other shows, I'm but into, I'm getting into these new Star Trek shows and I'm not a Trekkie. I am in no way would I call myself a Trekkie, but good TV is good TV. So yeah. Picard, I'm enjoying uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery so much so that it would be hard for me to go back and watch like the next generation because just the no, way it was fine. filmed, the way it was filmed is not as sophisticated as it is now. You know what well, I mean? Uh, no, I, I totally get it. Because like Babylon 5, it would have every once in a while hammy actors or bizarre film sets. And you kept, like you say, like we were talking about Dead Zone, it, the story draws you in. And I think we're in a impatient streaming generation now. And people don't seem to realize, just wait for five episodes to hit and then go to town. Then watch as much of it as you can. And mm -hmm. they don't seem to realize all these shows are repeating a lot of the same threads. There's going to be one where they, you know, encounter a deadly, you know, group of aliens on a planet or bizarre population, a dystopian society, they or a ship, spaceship takeover. They all repeat a lot of the philosophy and then show 
the pros and cons of Starfleet as a, you know, command fleet versus adventurers like Lewis and Clark. And like you say, everyone just kind of wants to just react instantly. And it's like, this is stuff you got to think about for a while and then slowly absorb. And they don't seem to realize all the tracks have had the same story. They didn't catch on right away. They caught on, you know, a few years when they were in syndication, you know, and I think that's just it. Everyone wants to react right away. And it's like, just slowly take it all in. This is a philosophical kind of show. Exactly. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, too, with the newer ones, they they give you enough action. Like, I would always have a hard time trying to watch, say, Next Generation. As, as much as I may like the characters, you know, the joke is, oh, there's a big problem. Well, let's sit around the, the conference table and talk about it for five hours. All right, that's unfair, but that's fine. Comparatively, I do see what they mean. Where you know, okay, let's yes, you do have to sit down and talk, but let's step up some action. And with these new shows, I'm like, yeah, you're you're giving us Picard is great. Picard, they're they're you know they're dealing with his age and yeah, I don't understand the backlash at all because it's going even edgier, kind of like on Discovered Country where they're showing how what they've been fighting for hasn't necessarily lived up to the, its full potentials. There's some other questionable bad apples in Starfleet that need to be brought down. And there's That's other where the fun is. because if you go, yeah. everything is wonderful. And Oh, those stupid primitive men, meaning us today. Oh, yeah. they're so stupid. I hate that crap. Don't talk down to us. Like, Oh, we're so foolish. Let's make us connect and make us root for you as opposed to Let's be constructive thing. and yeah. show what we can do better. Well, Other with these than... new shows, they're going, no, 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 that oh-so-wonderful Federation messed up. You know, yeah. good, let's, let's, good, there's your story. That's nice, that's, you know. Um, there was a scientist who was fired, let's bring her in, because she knows the answer to what's going on right now, and I think that's the other issue, too. I mean, I've been going, I went through all the first five shows again, you know, mm-hmm. just some episodes still love some episodes grew up not liking still don't care for and then there were some i actually ended up liking better because again time is a big essence with something like that and same thing with twilight zone you grow up watching at certain episodes you're like yeah no that episode just always irked me predictable some of them you're like yeah all right the twist wasn't great at the end others even though you know it's coming you're still like i don't care this is written so beautifully the dialogue so well staged good set design good perfect casting yeah Yeah. we all have our favorites and there are favorites because of even uh, with twilight zone the dialogue between characters you're like oh this is this is smart you can feel like spicy this is a smart conversation where there's nothing wasted and this is a stage play yeah exactly is filmed yeah very good um oh speaking of dead zone I don't know if I told you or if you knew. I don't know if you've heard it, but I throw, I I have my audio series, MacGyver SG-1 audio series. Yes. Where it's the continued adventures of MacGyver and Jack O'Neill, you know, finding out their brothers. I was able to fit in Johnny Smith in an episode. (laughs) Yes. This is all the promo. I I, I, I don't know if I got that episode, but I definitely saw a bunch of other ones where you were working in some other fun right if, if, it, if it, i don't want to shoehorn them in but if the situation warrants it and it makes sense i'll put in you know i i'm i'm not opposed to doing that and johnny smith was one of those that i thought oh first of all i want to give him maybe a proper conclusion maybe say some stuff so that way anybody who liked dead zone would listen to this and go, I like that. Okay, that's good. I could see where he's at right now. That was a missed opportunity because Alliance Atlantis and USA, you know, both owned both Stargate and, you know, Dead Zone rights. They they could have brought Johnny Smith in briefly and that would have been a funny moment as like yeah. predicting what's happening with these aliens. He's like, well, your guess is as good as mine, but all I know is something no, bad is going to happen. In Dead Zone, there is an episode where he gets taken in by the military and they bring him to like a secret place to say sit with all these other psychics I, you know i not. forgot about that there right. was that as well as the 12 angry men type tribute yeah. episode but yeah i use that as a jump off point in my thing as 
they reference it. Like, no, he's already known to the government. Yeah. You know, we're using uh, him. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'll, I'll give you just a little tease. Um, MacGyver's missing, and Jack doesn't know where he is. Well, MacGyver's son, Sean or Sam, tells him, listen, I interviewed a guy <laughs> up in Maine who, you know, is said to be a psychic, and Jack scoffs. He's not going to. Yeah, okay, sure. I don't believe in that crap. Well, long story short, he has to go see him because he's desperate. <laughs> so that's the premise of the episode when you get to it. And anybody who's interested in finding out what happened to Johnny, I tried to give that answer. Well, and plus you got some other fun stuff in there where they're stopping some unusual terrorists and also got Tilk and um, Jackson kind of interacting with MacGyver so that's a lot of fun oh yeah yeah well that's I mean the whole idea of the premise of the series is on one hand we're getting more adventures of MacGyver two Richard Deans are better than one exactly we're getting more adventures of of Stargate SG-1 but as I'm watching SG-1 as I do with most things I think all right how would this work does this blend with MacGyver uh yes it does but wait a minute how would I do that well, now you're right. You get to see how's MacGyver going to deal with Teal? How's MacGyver going to deal with Daniel? <laughs> you know, and, he's and not going to talk the same as O'Neill, even though they're both. No, and that's where the that's where the fun comes in because a lot of things they agree with, but the things that they don't agree on, that's where you get the conflict. <laughs> you know, Jack is very much quick to go to a gun, where if MacGyver's standing next to him, he's going to go put put that away. Yeah, he's going to observe the whole thing and say, no, no, let's not escalate. You don't need to kick this door down. I can pick the lock, basically. Yeah. And you know, it, the, the door will still be salvageable. You won't have to hire a repair crew. <laughs> but, you know, and it's not always a one side is right, one side is wrong kind of thing. It's a philosophical difference. You know, sometimes Jack is right to be a little more cautious holding his gun. You know, you have to... If people are listen to the audio series, you'll see what I mean. I don't make it all one-sided. Please check it out, everyone. MacGyver SG1 podcast, fun plug. Thank you ever so much for being on here, Mac. It's been fun just diving into this show because, again, it's kind of it's pretty well liked, and yet I don't see as many talk about it. Much like some other shows, like I can't. I had trouble even finding certain plot synopsis. It's like I know a lot of people have seen this show. What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, and Dead Zone, like you said, and maybe it's not talked about as much as it should be, but boy, when you get the people who who know it, we all love it. Uh, uh, who doesn't it. love a little bit of uncanny adventure, you know? Exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you ever so much for being on here. Anything else you want to promote before we go? Uh, just if anybody would please check out my uh, podcast audio series hub. It's called the Forever Adventure Network. If you go there, you're going to have the MacGyver podcast, the Never Gets Old podcast, the MacGyver SG-1 audio series. You want to see any of his interviews with great comic book writers? Anybody. I got actors, writers. Musicians. Musicians. It's basically, it's, it's the hub for, well, it's called the Forever Adventure Network because no matter what you're into, you're in for an adventure. Correct. Do you have any upcoming uh, music or tours coming up? Yeah, well, now that the pandemic's over, I assume that the music is going to get going again. I was just interviewed on the Monkey Mania radio uh, station. It's a 24-hour, 24-7 radio station that plays the music of the monkeys, their solo stuff. Uh, I'm glad you got that in-depth interview. Oh, I'm telling you, it, I, I just posted it on our YouTube page. If you go to the Forever Adventure Network, yeah, I just posted it yesterday. So it's a fun conversation about my songwriting, uh, but also delving into how the monkeys relate to that, and Mike Nesmith in particular. Uh, so that that's up. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you all. So check out Mac Jackson's numerous projects and check out this damn show come on it's so much fun it's an easy addiction it was an addiction before we were binge watching you'll get into it right away dated or not
follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.